back to Rappin' with Rico and former All-American quarterback Steve Taylor. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back, 93.7 The Ticket. This is Rapping with Rico and former All-American quarterback Steve Taylor. And like we said at the conclusion of the last segment, yeah. Steve's here to hit you with a little bit of Husker history. Okay. And this is not hindsight. This is not hindsight. Um, we all know Coach Osborne was hired by Bob Devaney and was the offensive coordinator because people talk about this curse on Nebraska that your buddy... Uh, Raph, my buddy. Raph. Oh, wait, oh Raph. Oh, Raph. He is my Raph. buddy. Yeah. Put this curse because he begged and begged and prayed yeah, for the, all these the championships. Beach. And we got it right it's his now. fault. So now he's saying we curse. But we blame him. You got to sacrifice a goat it, at midfield or something. It's another C word. And the C word is choices. Okay. Right? It's not a curse. It's choices that Nebraska has made that has caused them, has put us in a situation that we're in. And uh, there, there, there's many ways to be successful in life, on the field or off the field. Mm-hmm. Right? There's, there's no secret one way to do things. There are more ways to skin a cat. But in the end, you have to treat people with respect and treat people the way you want to be treated and be good to your employees and your players that build the university. Now, of course, it starts with leadership. It starts with great leadership. Mm-hmm. I was fortunate enough to know Bob Devaney. I mean, when he was here, when I came out in 85, I mean, he used to park his car on the first wheel used to be up on the curb. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny, right? And you, we used to walk into the nice little modest little entry on the South Stadium. Uh-huh. And to the left, we had all the trophies, all the bowl stuff, and you had the sports information office. You had an elevator that went upstairs to the second floor, and third, no, second floor, then yeah. down to the field, right? Just, okay. So it was a nice little homey atmosphere when you walked in. Mm-hmm. You know, people were buzzing around and everything. Compared to when you walk in, the gates today is a big 30, 40 foot ceiling. It feels cold. Someone's checking you at the door. You know, that's, that's where we are right now today. If you go into there, I mean, there right? are, there are more security measures. I'm all for security, dude. I'm talking about a feel. Okay. Just, I'm just saying, I, no, I know. Just I get think it. about just a feel. It feels different. Yeah. Right. It was a nice atmosphere. The house wasn't too big. Mm. Right. Didn't feel cold, didn't feel stuck up, all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm, I don't want to digress. But um, the what, house what, was a home. It was a home. So what, what was I talking about now? What did you ask me? Uh, you were talking Husker history. And Husker the, history. Yeah. Okay. So Devaney, right? And Devaney used to be in his office there and you, he'd chat with you and whatnot and everything. So my point is this it's about choices. Mm-hmm. Now, they always talk about the curses when we fired, when we fired Frank Solich, mm-hmm. right? I thought Steve Peterson was a great hire, one of our own. He was my recruiting coordinator. I got my first letter from him. I thought he was going to come back and do great things. There's some history with him, him and Solage and whatnot. And I've been around here a long time. Mm-hmm. So I, I understand this. I don't know everything, you know, but I know some things. So it's not about the curse. It's about choices. Now, I saw this coming because I was an option quarterback that was rated in the top five in the country my senior year. Yeah, Troy Aikman, myself, Rodney Pete guy from uh, Steve Walsh from uh, Miami and a guy from Arizona State. We were the top-rated five quarterbacks. And they told me I would be drafted in the first round or two if I declared myself as an athlete. That was because we ran the option. We didn't throw – we were not a, pro, pro, a prolific offense, mm-hmm. right? If I, was, if I stayed a quarterback, I'd be drafted in the middle rounds. 
That's why I signed with Canada. That's why I signed with Canada. But anyway, so Coach Osmond was the offensive coordinator under Bob Devaney. They did what they did, right? Coach took the reins, innovative, power football, the power eye, blah, 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 right? Tons and tons of success. Well, he brought back Turner Gill. He created a position for Turner Gill. That's how he felt about the players and what Nebraska needed because that's how he came into the ranks. So Turner Gill was a coach here for 15, 20 years. You know, Heisman Trophy winners, Johnny Unitas winners, quarterbacks, you know, all these draftees, great players. No one knows the offense better than Turner Gill. Mm -hmm. He was under Coach Osborne for all these years. Groom, ran the offense, was coaching it, Scott Frost, Eric Cross, coach all these guys, right? So Coach Osborne has his heart. They won the national championship in 97. He has his little heart conditions. He retires. We all knew that Solich was going to be the head coach. Mm Mm-hmm. All, we knew that, 100% behind it. He used to step in when Coach Osborne was gone. He'd do this, do that. Strong, fit, young kid, played yeah. here. That's our history, right? So we knew he was going to be the head coach. So when he retired, natural progression. We're going to – at Nebraska, we just used to reload. Okay. So we're just reloading. You're not missing a step. We're not missing a step. We're just going to reload just, with Frank, right? You're just changing your shoes. Okay. So you know what happens with that administration? Frank hires – Barney Cotton as the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. No one, I'm surprised that no one ever mentions this. Now, if Turner was offered the job and turned it down, that's a different scenario. Turner should have had that position. He should have been offensive coordinator and head, assistant head coach. Natural progression of what Nebraska has done in the past with Osborne and Devaney. Mm-hmm. There's no one more qualified than Turner Gill to be the offensive coordinator at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. No one. Absolutely no one. Right? So unless Turner didn't want the job, and he, which I don't know why he wouldn't take it, right? Because he loves coaching, and eventually he wants to be a head coach. That's a natural progression to be offensive coordinator, assistant head coach at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Just think about what that would have done for Nebraska at that particular time in history. If he was named. So I was not happy with that decision that he was not the offensive coordinator. Okay. That Barney Cotton got it. Barney Cotton could have been the offensive line coach. That's That would have been a great fit. Mm-hmm. So that's a choice that was made by Coach Solis for whatever reasons. I can't get in his mind, can't get in his head, unless Turner turned it down. Not but sure why it didn't happen. Not sure why. No one ever talks about that. They just talks about Frank being fired. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's another choice. Now, in the end, that's going to hurt Turner because I even I was playing football, retired, and came back, and I was like, dude, if they pass me over at my alma mater as the offensive coordinator, I'm leaving. If I can't get the job at my university that I started at and played at and coached mm-hmm. at for 20 years and have three national championships and almost won one myself, that I can't be the offensive coordinator, I'm going somewhere else. Because this is going to hurt you. Because mm-hmm. to get the resume, it's good to be a coordinator, right, and then go to the head coaching. It's a natural progression. So that's the choice that was made. Well, I wasn't happy about that. And he did have some sort, some success coaching wise. He went well, on. Dude, he was the head coach at. Uh, no, I know. I know. I'm saying. Point. No, I know. That's no, I know. Point. I know. It's not that. That's not the point. But I'm just saying that Turner Gill did go on. And if exactly. you if he would have stayed, you see that he did end up having success later on. So it's yes. not to say that he wasn't like he wasn't a good coach. That's what I'm saying. Well, is I mean, that he went on and had yeah. success? He, he coached here. He's on there. Coach Osborne. His, coach Osborne was his mentor, right? And I think that's what hurt Turner. When Pelini was hired here, when Coach Osborne was an 
interim head coach, I mean, interim athletic director and hired Bo Pliny. Mm-hmm. I think Pliny was hired because he was a coordinator and Turner was not. I think I kind of give coach a pass for that. I still wasn't happy with it, but I give him a pass for that because Bo was a coordinator at major university at Nebraska and some other places. And that's a natural progression, right? So yeah. I kind of give coach a pass for that. I'm not, not terribly pleased with that, but I, I could see I could see that mm-hmm. why he made that decision, right? So it's not a curse; it's about choices that were made. Yeah, right. And later, in my opinion, that's what would hurt Turner was that he was never when he left Nebraska when Callahan came, he was never mm-hmm. a coordinator. It was tough for him to get a head job. That's why he had to go to Liberty to prove himself, and you saw what he did there. You know, so people overlooked that. I think that was a huge thing in Nebraska history that we could have gone a different direction if Turner would have been the offensive coordinator, assistant head coach. Because mm-hmm. so he, he stayed at the quarterback coach um, and then so he pulled up his stuff. So yeah. he stayed at the quarterback coach. For how many uh, years? 92 many years? to 2002. Yeah. Then 2003, he was the, hold on, it says AHC. I don't know if that's associate head coach, yeah. assistant was, head coach, or what that is. Yeah, that was the title. Um, the title. So he was there. And then he was the wide receivers coach in 2004. Um, then after that, it's two... It, then he went to Green Bay, yeah. Yeah. and he was, he was a director person. of player development for yeah. a year. And then after that, he took the head coaching job at Buffalo. He was there yeah. for three years, yeah. went to Kansas. Okay. That didn't work out, and then he went to Liberty yeah. after that yeah. and coached for a, a decent amount of time at Liberty as well. But step back and think what that could have done for University of Nebraska if Turner Gill had been the assistant head coach. I mean, he, I mean, did, he, did, a great, he did a great job offensive. at Buffalo. I, I mean, can only so, imagine he would have done a great job yeah. here as well. So that was, that, that was huge for me. That was huge for me. Mm-hmm. And along this time, college football was evolving. You're getting away from the true under center triple option. Mm-hmm. You're getting away from the power of football. You're getting away from the wishbone. And I had learned this because I played in Canada for eight years. You know, I, I was fortunate enough that I could, I could always throw the football. My mechanics were good. In high school, I threw the football. And they saw what I, 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 could, I, could, I could drop back and throw the football just as, and deliver it on, on target and accurate as good as any quarterback in the country. I think, right? But I wasn't reading coverages every day, mm-hmm. right? And all and changing protections like Rodney Pete was doing at USC and these other schools, right? But Canada was a, a, a good alternative for me because of my skill set. And then I thought I would go to NFL. But that's what hurt me about the NFL. That's what hurt offensive linemen at Nebraska. That's what hurt running backs at Nebraska. There's been some few exceptions, but mm-hmm. in general, that's why we didn't see off, on the offensive side guy, guys in the pros because it wasn't a prolific offense. Right. So I was ready for that change. And then the NFL was adapting and changing as far as mobile quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. They were no longer the 6'4, 6'5, 250. They were 6'1, 6'2, 6'3 that can move around on mobile. The, the, the NFL was graduating to that. Vic was part of that, right? So that was changing. And I always said, in order for Nebraska to be competitive on a national scale, we're going to have to change our offense because players eventually want to go to the pros. That's where they want to end up, mm-hmm. right? So you're going to go to a school that's more conducive, that had that skill set where you can go to the next level. So we have not evolved. Or we didn't evolve at that particular time. But mm-hmm. we needed to make that jump in order to be competitive. And that's what Osborne did with the option. He was innovative at his time with what they were doing because I did not want to run their wishbone. That's why I didn't consider teams that ran the wishbone or the veer option. I want at least throw the ball 12 or 13 times versus one or six. <laughs> At least have the option to throw. <laughs> At least have the option to throw. And Nebraska presented that, right? Yeah. So 
that was the difference, right? Because you had no chance to go play professional football at quarterback if you ran the wishbone, mm -hmm. right? None. Yeah, right? they weren't doing that. Exactly. So I saw that coming, and I was happy with Callahan, prolific offense, all that kind of stuff. We can recruit, all that kind of stuff. You know, so it's about the choices that we made. And Turner, I think that was a pivotal point in Nebraska history that we, that we missed, and we missed big time on that. Not, re not retaining or not promoting. Not letting him evolve. I yeah. think he had earned it. He, he earned it. Give him the right to succeed or fail on his own merit. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, we, like we've done with every other coach here. Yeah. Right? And, more, and some more than others. Right? So I think that was crucial. And you can, you can, I learned more from my mistakes than I did the things that I did well. Right? And like I said, this is in hindsight because I said this 10 or 15 years ago when all this stuff happened. And people that know me, they know I talked about this. Right? And they like, hmm, I never thought about that way. Now, I don't want to get into the race thing about it because Nebraska's lacking in that dramatically. We've never had a black head coach here. Nothing. So there's other reasons, political reasons, why it would have been a good move too, if you want to look at it from that aspect, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so that's sad. When I think about my university, who I love, that we have not had a minority head coach that's astonishing. That's astonishing, right? These are the facts, right? So this is why it makes it hard to recruit to come to Nebraska. That the average person in Nebraska, they're not going to understand that. You know, so, um, and it hurts. And it's sad. And that's why I'm here on the radio, because I want to help. I love Nebraska. I've been here since I was 18, 19 years old. I was gone, you know, for eight, nine years on the Canada. But I love Nebraska more than anyone. I want us to be successful. I want us to evolve. I want us to be a great state on the field and off the field. But we can do better. We can do better. There's no reason. And we've had qualified people that could have been here. So, um, and that's, that's, that hurts. And kids coming out of school, they see that. The NFL is 75% African-American. Let's not even talk about the NBA, right? Right, Deion Sanders touched on this, that 75% of his coaching staff are African-American. 75% of his players are African-American. You have to have people that can relate and understand to all cultures. I can relate to black culture, and I can relate to the, a Caucasian culture. I mean, I've been around them all my life, right? And I'm not intimidated, inferior, or whatever, right? It's part of life. It's part of evolving. And uh, it's when I look at our university, when I talk to other players from oh, I went to University of Notre Dame a couple of years ago for my nephew's graduation. I was totally impressed with the amount of inclusion and stuff that they had there. Faculty, the staff. I, was, I couldn't believe it. And this was Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. This was Notre Dame, right? It was eye-opening for me uh, how we have lacked in that, in that aspect at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. And it's just a fact. It's not a negative thing. It's just a fact. All these things and all these factors play a part into recruiting and in getting players here. Um, you know, so it's, it hurts. It hurts because I love this university. Mm -hmm. And we can do better. We can do better. And we need to do better. And we're going to have to do better if we're going to ever have, ever, ever be relevant again outside of volleyball. <laughs> outside of volleyball, you know. So, 
I'm not preaching on the, it's just just the history of it. But these are choices that Nebraska have made, and it, this all came to light when Irving Fryer said the things that he said, which were by all true. They were pretty much all true. Say what you want to say about Irving Fryer and his his troubles off the field or whatnot. What he said was accurate and it was true, and um, and especially now with the NIL. Mm-hmm. The way things are going with that, players are not going to be exploited anymore. They're they're not going to allow themselves to be exploited. Um, you know, so we need to evolve. We need to understand that, and we need to work within the frames of that. Uh, if we're going to be competitive, mm-hmm. because the Clemsons are doing it, the Alabamas are doing it, the Georgias are doing it, Tennessee, all these major schools are doing it. There's no reason why we can't do it here in the state of Nebraska. That's Steve Taylor. I'm Rico. This is Rapping with Rico uh, and former All-American quarterback Steve Taylor here on 93.7 The Ticket. We will be right back.